0: Welcome, everyone. My name is Dr. Laura Greenfield from lauragreenfield.com, and you are listening to Let's Talk Facilitation. I teach college educators to be outstanding, socially just class discussion facilitators. My primary focus is to help educators, including those who are nervous public speakers, to recognize the potential they already have within themselves to be outstanding facilitators, and then to support them in developing purposeful practices. In the spirit of New Year's goals, we are talking today about how to begin your facilitation transformation. In particular, I'm going to share my three-part method for developing a doable plan for personal growth. I chose this topic today because I know that many of you aspire to become even stronger facilitators, but don't really know where to begin, aside from getting some tools for quick fixes to some of the challenges you often run into. But developing your pedagogy more comprehensively, that can feel daunting and overwhelming because facilitation seems like such an abstract idea. And I get it, the idea of facilitation, or at least that term, wasn't really even on my radar as a concept when I first started teaching. I just called myself a teacher. I was a teacher, and I had students who were there to learn from me. It has taken years of study and experience to hone my craft as a facilitator and to recognize that facilitation is what I do. That facilitation is about more than just teachers teaching and students learning. It's about building community and creating space for humanizing connections, and breathing life into alternative ways of communicating with others to speak back to violent systems and build a better world. In other words, facilitation is politics and it is art. I want that sense of clarity and purpose for you as well, and I don't want it to have to be so hard to work towards. So let's dive right into a three-part process you can use To set some doable goals for yourself this year as you transform your facilitation praxis you might engage these three steps through writing through conversation with a trusted listener or simply through quiet contemplation so the first step in my method involves looking back looking back to the past to first assess where you've been what has shaped you what has brought you to where you are now as a teacher and facilitator the second piece of looking back is identifying a story some experience that illustrates or epitomizes where you've come from as a facilitator and finally identifying what were the takeaway values the convictions the strengths the weaknesses or the growth edge or the questions that have emerged from that experience. So let me give you an example of looking back to assess where you've come from, where you've been as a facilitator. For me, one of the most meaningful recent past experiences as a facilitator was leading a program at Hampshire College called the Transformative Speaking Program. And in particular, my work with the student community in that program. I learned so much from those students, particularly my ability to theorize radically and my ability to create artful, creative activities to engage those theories. So one particular story that comes to mind was traveling to a conference with a group of students in the program and working collaboratively on facilitating a workshop at the conference on using art as a tool for social change the students brought their experiences in dance theater drawing and other forms of art to analyze power and to propose solutions for intervening in injustice by using those methods through that process I developed convictions in justice, community, hope, and art as a transformative tool. And I also recognized in myself the ability to be a good listener, to be humble and open to learning, to be creative, and to affirm that I cared deeply about my students. Now, through this process as well, I learned some areas where I had room to grow Um, In particular, I learned a lot about accessibility and accessible education through these students. I was able to expand my own definition and understanding of what that means, and it was clear that there was more that I needed to learn. I also emerged from that experience with a uh, conviction Uh, in asking a question, and that is how do we facilitate in ways that resist habits shaped by capitalism? So this example that I just shared with you of this story and some of the qualities that were affirmed in me and some of the areas where I needed to grow and question um, is hopefully something that can be a model to you as you look back at your own recent um, or further back experiences as a facilitator to assess where you've been, a story that illustrates it, and what some of the takeaway values and strengths and opportunities for growth and questions you emerged with. The second step of my method for establishing a plan for growing as a facilitator is to assess the present. So the first piece of that is to assess where you are right now. So what are the context and roles and commitments and interests that demand or expect something of you right now? And why are those interests so pressing? The second piece is, again, to identify a story or an experience that illustrates or epitomizes where you are right now as a facilitator. And then, as we did with looking towards the past, we want to look to the present. About what sorts of values or convictions are feeling urgent to you what strengths you're relying on now to navigate your facilitation experiences what weaknesses are most evident or most concerning to you and what questions are you grappling with so I'll give an example from my own experience uh, as you hopefully know from listening in, I have recently started a new business, Facilitation with Laura Greenfield, PhD, in which I am facilitating uh, the learning of college educators online about facilitation. So it's a very meta experience where I am facilitating about facilitation. Um, And so I'm feeling a lot of pressure to be on top of my game. Um, I also really wanna be true to my convictions um, I am an anti-capitalist at heart, and so running a business as an anti-capitalist is a strange and a learning experience for me. And so I am having to work very hard to be in my integrity as I pursue this new venture, um, as it's de- my livelihood and my well-being are, are dependent on it. I am therefore working on developing resources in new formats and forums Um, which is challenging me to tap into the essence of what I teach and to distill it clearly. I am also always committed to social change um, through facilitation, as facilitators, by students. Um, I believe that the means are the ends. So how we do things is the answer to what we are trying to achieve. Um, And I'm having to rely on the wisdom that I've gained from my experience um, and not second guessing myself. Um, But I also have some weaknesses that I'm aware of. I tend to over-prepare. I'm a perfectionist. And being a perfectionist is not necessarily sustainable with the amount of work on my plate. I also have questions. I want to know how do I show up authentically and create an online community where others feel supported in doing the same. So in my sharing my experience here, Um, I hope to model to you one way to go about assessing your present, assessing where you are right now. Is there a story that epitomizes it? What are the values? What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? What are the questions that you're grappling with in the moment with the facilitation responsibilities that are on your plate? And finally, the third part of this method is to look toward the future And I call it moving gently into the future. And in this step, we want to ask, what is your vision? And we can imagine a time down the road, um, long enough into the future that meaningful change can happen, perhaps a year or two. We want to ask ourselves, how would you describe yourself as a facilitator with significant growth by then? So imagine where you want to head, where you want to be in uh, a a modest amount of time in the future. Then the second part is to ask yourself, what is the first baby step to take to get there? In other words, what do you want to learn or practice or master? What would success look like? And where and how will you do that learning or practicing? And finally, we're going to leave it at that for now. In other words, rather than putting the pressure to identify many, many different steps altogether, we're just gonna focus on that very first baby step. And once we've accomplished that, then we'll move on to the second baby step after that success. Let me give you an example of how I would approach this step. In my example, my vision for myself in the future is to have a thriving business as a facilitation educator I want to have developed experiences that broaden and deepen my understanding of what it means to be a facilitator, and to even have run up against unanticipated challenges that I can learn from. I would describe myself then, at that moment in the future, as having an expanded awareness and a sense of peaceful confidence as a facilitator. So how do I get there? Well, I want to just focus on my very first step. My first step would be to grow as an online facilitator. And the way I'm going to get there is through practice. Now, if I'm successful, I would imagine I would know that because people would express excitement and relief through their experiences working with me. I am going to take this first step by taking the leap to lead something I'm calling the Courage Building Community which is one of the resources I'm offering through lauragreenfield.com. So I gave you that example as a model for you to think about how you want to articulate your own vision for the future as a facilitator to identify a first step towards achieving that vision, identifying what it would look like to achieve success and how you're going to get there. I encourage you to take some time to walk through this process for yourself. Look back, assess the present, and take a baby step toward the future. If this process is getting you thinking about your own next steps towards facilitation growth, I want you to head over to lauragreenfield.com and do two things. First, I want you to take a look through my suite of resources listed right there on the homepage and see which might be the perfect fit for supporting the baby step you've identified for yourself. Then, also on that same homepage of lauragreenfield.com, I want to invite you to subscribe to my email list. Doing so will ensure that you get updates as soon as new resources become available. So if and when the time comes that you're ready for a little more support, I can be there to help you. Thanks so much for listening in today. And until next time, happy teaching.